Christmas is such a special time for memories, for little children, for adults. Something about this festivity, this holiday, strikes deeply in our heart. And I think that has to do with the fact that this is a celebration today that is all about a tiny baby, a baby who came into the world to be our Savior and our Redeemer. And as we gathered last night here for the, uh, the Christmas Eve Mass, we pondered over the incredible simplicity and humility of God's magnificent interaction with every one of us. You know, I have tried my whole life as an adult to try to remember the earliest memories I have of, of Christmas when I was growing up, and I just can't seem to remember much, even though I've, I've talked to my mother about this a lot, and she's still with us. She's uh, 94 years old today, and she's uh, probably watching on live stream, and her memory is great. Her memory is much better than mine, and Probably if I say something incorrect about my past, she'll remind me of it because her memory is so good. But I can't remember. All I remember in my life is about uh, being afraid of the dark when I was little. I was terrified of the dark, and I don't know how old I was then. You know, we don't remember such things, maybe three, maybe four. Uh, some of the psychological experts uh, tell us that you really don't have memories that you retain until you're able to articulate them. I don't know whether I believe that or not because I think emotions last longer with us than memories do, but at any rate, I remember being terrified of the dark. I had a fear of going to bed at night in a dark room, and so I was always insistent that some sort of light would be on, either in the bathroom, in the hall, a nightlight, something that would pierce through the darkness. And at one point, somebody gave me a small flashlight that changed my life forever. It was, it was a miracle. I had in my hands power to, to penetrate the darkness. But I realized it wasn't my power, it was in the flashlight. But I was a very astute little boy. I, I wanted to understand things. And so I wanted to see whether the light was actually more powerful than the darkness or whether the darkness was more powerful than the light because they were both there. The light, and then when I turned the light off, the darkness was right there. So which was casting aside which? And I was very clever. I decided to do tests about that. I should have been a scientist, I know, but... Uh, so what I did, I took my little flashlight, went into the middle of the dark room and huddled there in fear, looked at the darkness, flipped on the light. Boom! The darkness was gone. And that was amazing to me when that happened. I did it many times because I wanted to test it. I wanted to see where the darkness went. I turned the light on, the darkness is gone. Now, it wasn't until I was much, much older that I realized that the speed of light was actually 186,000 miles per second. And I was even older than that when I realized that darkness travels at the same speed. So I did the opposite test. I would go into the dark, put my, my little flashlight on the table, and I had a little sand pail that I used for sandboxes and that thing, and 
went into my closet and took the empty pail, shut the closet door, and scooped up a big bucket full of darkness and took it out to that flashlight and poured the darkness over it. And nothing happened. But wow! So I did it again. Bucket full of darkness over the light. Nothing! The light was still there. I did it several times. I was so excited to see that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. This season is about light and darkness. We heard in our first lesson that people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and unto them the light has shown the people who lived in deep darkness. In his Christmas message yesterday, Cardinal uh, Dolan of New York said the world needs Christmas. We need the light of Christ. Because the world is still in darkness and is desperately in need of the light so that we can see and understand that darkness is defeated by the light. And so even Cardinal DiNardo's Christmas message that's on the Archdiocese and website today, he said it's in the simple things in life that we find the light of Christ shining. The simple things like a manger in Bethlehem with a little baby born of a virgin mother in the middle of nowhere land, Bethlehem in Judea, not in Jerusalem, six miles to the north, not in Rome, not in Antioch or Damascus or in Corinth or in Athens. No, in Bethlehem, a little village, a little town of Bethlehem. And through the dark street shines the everlasting light. And the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in Him that night. This out-of-the-way place, Bethlehem maybe had a thousand people. Mary and Joseph had traveled either five or seven days to get from Nazareth, where Mary encountered the archangel Gabriel, who told her and announced to her that she would conceive and bear a child. And they went down, depending on the route they took, five or seven days to get down to, to Bethlehem with Mary being nine months pregnant. That probably wasn't a very comfortable journey for her under circumstances that she couldn't possibly understand. So simple and yet so majestically profound. A tiny baby in the womb of maybe a 14-year-old girl betrothed to a man named Joseph, a carpenter. Because he was, in every way, a, a mother who was a, a single mom. And she was displaced from her home in Nazareth down to Bethlehem. So in very many ways, she was homeless. And when they got to Bethlehem, there was no place for them. The caravansary in Bethlehem was filled because everyone who was from the city of David was coming there to enroll for the Roman census and pay their tax. And so when they got there, there was no place for them except the stable and a little cave out back. Bethlehem is built on hills, and there, there are caves everywhere. Houses and, and caravansaries were built around those caves. That's where they let the, the animals come in at night. And so it was into a manger, a feeding trough, that the one who gave his life as food for the world was laid. Simply in the middle of nowhere. 
The first visitors to this holy child were not kings and princes and aristocrats, royalty. No. They were shepherds. Simple shepherds. Hired hands. Keeping watch over the flock by night and living out in the fields with the sheep. And it was unto them that the angel spoke. This announcement that changed the course of history from the archangels to the, to the world that behold unto you a child is born, a son is given, I bring you good news of great joy. That announcement was not made in the Roman Senate for all the people of high standing could hear. It was not announced to the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem or the graduate theological schools in Athens. No, that announcement was made to poor, simple, illiterate, lowest of the low shepherds in the field. These weren't just the Amhaarits, the people of the land. These were shepherds who lived among their sheep and therefore were ritually unclean because of that. It was to the unclean, to the little, the small, the quiet, the simple that the angel gave the message. And they believed. The angel said, this will be a sign to you. A, a baby's been born and laid in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes in Bethlehem and you can behold his glory. And they did. They went. The shepherds probably gathering their sheep and taking them with them. And so as they got there, the entire course of angels sang glory to God in the highest and on peace to people of goodwill, peace on earth, goodwill to me. not to the aristocrats, to the simple, to a 14-year-old girl with her newborn baby and her 16-year-old or 18-year-old husband, the carpenter, surrounded by sheep, shepherds, farm animals, laid in a manger filled with straw and surrounded by angels. Simple message that changed the world. The light that burst forth in Bethlehem still shines. We're here following that light. When we come to Mass, we follow the light like the Magi did. We come to see the the King, the Messiah, the Prince, the Deliverer, the Savior, the Lord. We come to see Him. And He speaks to us in a still, small voice, saying, come unto Me. Come unto Me. All of you. If you're tired and labored and heavy laden, come to Me. Come to Me. I will give you rest. This is a message that changes our lives. When we accept his message and accept him as he has accepted us and called us to be with him as he does all the time, he is constantly calling us because we are constantly falling aside and going astray like lost sheep, which we are. He constantly calls us to himself. Come to me. Come to me. I will give you rest. When we take that light into us, we only have one option then, and that's to share the light. Don't let it shine through us to others. 
When I discovered that my little flashlight could penetrate all the darkness in my room, I couldn't wait to tell everyone. What a great discovery that was for a four-year-old. This power that can dispel darkness. This power that can dispel darkness is with us and in us. And our only response is to share it. We must let it shine. As Cardinal Dolan said, the world needs us to shine the light. The world is desperate for light. The darkness is surrounding us on all sides. It can't touch us. We don't belong to the darkness. The enemy over the darkness has no claim over us because we belong to that little baby who grew into a man who died on a cross for us and rose on the third day, giving his life in exchange for ours, destroying death forever, and then rising from the grave so we too can rise with him to eternal life. We have no option but to share the light. And my favorite Christmas memory is not from my childhood. It's from about 22 or 23 years ago. About what it really means to let the light shine. The world needs us as light bearers. Every one of us. There's not a superfluous, superfluous one of us. Jesus needs all of us to shine the light. Whether it's a smile a kind look, a kind word, a bottle of water, a friendly touch. He needs us to shine his light. And my favorite memory is one of the dearest friends I've ever had in my life, a man by the name of Paul, who was the worst alcoholic and drug addict that East Texas had ever seen. For 30 or more years, he lived a decadent, drunken, stupid life and was no good to anyone especially himself so bad was he that multiple times he considered ending it all and then the light shone in his heart jesus found him oh yes in the middle of his, his little broken down abandoned trailer where he was living amongst filth the light of christ shined in his heart Changed him forever. So much so that the time I knew him, he was one of the most amazing missionaries I've ever seen in my life. Still crusty, you know, still of the, the, of the earth, still raw around the edges, but with love bubbling over in his heart. So every Christmas that I knew him, and he did this up until he died about 10 or 12 years ago. I think he was 70 seven or so when he died every christmas and for the days before christmas he didn't go shopping for himself he went and whatever little money he had he bought bicycles and tricycles and dolls and baseball bats and children and youth toys and he put them in the back of his little pickup piled them up in his pickup every christmas day and he would take his little pickup on Christmas morning, and he would drive around the worst neighborhoods in East Texas. And he would pull his truck to the curb, and he would open up the back of his, the little back of his pickup, and he would start putting out the, the, the bicycles and the tricycles and the, the dolls and the, the cute things and the baseballs and the basketballs, the footballs, 
he'd take them all out and he'd just sort of set them out. And of course, the children in the neighborhood would, would come and he'd just sort of sit by his truck and said, Santa, Santa Claus had a lot of toys left over last night. Help yourself. Changing the lives of little children because of that still, small voice he heard, the light that shined in his heart, in his old trailer, rescuing him from hell, bringing him back into the presence of the Lord, and turning him into a light bearer. We are bearers of the light of Christ. Jesus is calling to you. That's why you're here. He's saying to you, come to me. Come to me. Hear my voice. See my light. Believe in me. And go share the light with others. Because the world is still in darkness. The darkness will never, ever overcome the light of Christ. And we bear his light within us. Merry Christmas.